welcome back everyone to the latest Herta UK podcast. This is um, not quite how we planned it. We planned a series of survival specials, uh, but uh, we've all got busy lives. That's one excuse. The other excuse was Herta seemed to be doing quite well and we didn't want to curse it either. <laughs> so mm. let, let's... These are our excuses. If I, do, I don't know if Anna or Mike, who are with me now, have got any better ones. There, there was nothing to talk about after a few of the games either. <laughs> I think we we kind of thought let's let's bundle them together, and then once we were safe, it just made sense to hold, to well, wait. There. Was it Bielefeld nil nil, Köln nil nil? Yeah, great. That's a great thing to talk about. Zero shots on goal against Cologne was a fantastic thing to make a podcast about. And yeah. even I mean, the Schalke game this... wasn't good. I, well, that was just what well, we had like a lot of injuries, so no wonder it wasn't good. And then we were supposed to do this Monday, and uh, I got stuck on the M6. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I tell, tell you what, just just while you were describing those games, if if you were uh, Cologne or Bremen listening to this now, you'd be thinking, how how have we gone down? Like, and, and don't get me hurt as performances were great and there were points uh, there were points to be had and they got them but mm. they must be livid at what's happened in a way because it really I, I didn't I, I know Anna said it a lot in the whatsapp group and I thought she had a fair point but I like to think positively but things were stacked against us you know mm-hmm. by, by the time we had six games in hand or whatever it was you know like, it, yeah it, once you're you, you second from bottom, regardless mm. of how many games you've got in hand, mm-hmm. that is psychologically, you know, you, you're standing on the trap door, mm-hmm. drinking in the last chance saloon or whatever uh, cliche you want to call it. We got lucky that we were playing the teams around us as well. Yeah. It was, it, the worst thing is, like they, they even said, I think they even said this. The team said it whilst they were in quarantine. That they have to sit there and watch the teams they've got to play, play their games, and win some of them. And there is absolutely nothing they can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing. So, like, oh, Cologne beat Leipzig, but we can't do anything about it. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, Mike's won, but we can't do anything about it. We just got to, you know sit here I mean, on some our of those, exercise. Some of those results did not fall, did they? For no. Hester either. That's no. the thing. It wasn't like oh well. You know, like you said, uh, um, there was some tough games against top teams that just didn't mm-hmm. yield the obvious results. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then th- 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 I think the the one point you got to make is that it it was uh, the fact that Augsburg beat Bremen that kept us in the league with a game to go. Not ourselves, uh, but uh, Augsburg winning against Bremen, uh, in which. One of the goals, the first goal by Augsburg, was scored by none other than Rani Kadira, who happens to be Sammy Kadira's mm. little brother. Um, yeah. And they were sitting there watching in the stadium, Cunha and Kadira on the phone, like, oh my God, me and my brother are both staying in the league <laughs> because yeah. he just scored. I, I have to say, I really love stuff like that when, when it shows players mm. care about what's happening. Yeah. Not, because yeah. I've certainly I've seen some teams in the past where they've they've been going going down the shoots and the players are sort of looking at their fingernails or on the phones to their agents uh, yeah. manufacturing moves away. But you know that to see players hugging and high fiving, you know that means quite a lot. You know I think yeah. Cunha's Cunha's yeah. foot seemed to seemed to be a lot better during that game against Cologne <laughs> when we stayed up. He was dancing around the dressing room um, to Samba and, you know, you know, he was jumping around after the final whistle went knowing we had stayed up. It was it was great. And then you're looking at that going, hmm, he doesn't look like a player that wants to swap Berlin for Leeds, you know. So, um, I'm not sure many people would, but no. I should be careful what I say. My mother's from Leeds. <laughs> but, sorry, ha- sorry, ha- sorry, sorry, Mother. Uh... <laughs> Had we gone down, you know, and thankfully we didn't, it's actually looking like a hell of a competitive Zweiterliga next season. Some yep. huge, huge teams, former champions of GDR and the Bundesliga. It's going to be a hell of a league that next season. But I'm yeah. glad that we're in the Bundesliga. Yeah. 100%. It's, uh, it's I'll admit that... I was worried as well, but I always felt we could do it. Yeah. But 
I thought once once you're saying every game we are are going down, if we all and jump it, on it as well, it's yeah. it's game over. We've got to try and try and lift you out of it. When you look in the mirror, when you look in the mirror and you shout Bloody Mary seven times to see if she appears, you know, we're going down, we're going down, we're going down. <laughs> now the Zweite Liga would be uh is, is gonna be interesting because it will comprise of Schalke, Bremen, it will have teams like Dusseldorf in there, Nuremberg, uh, Hannover, um maybe Cologne, depends on what happens with them and Kiel. Um Dresden Dresden's going uh, up on Hansa Rostock. Yeah, Hansa Rostock, well. yeah, exactly. Two, two old Eastern Ingle, teams. Ingolstadt could be coming up. They just won against Bath and Osnabrück uh, 3-0 um, at home. I think it was at home um, in the playoff down there. So Osnabrück could be going down. Um, you're looking at teams like um, Bochum coming up, Kiel potentially coming up, Greuther Firth coming up. And you look at that and you think, well, now the Bundesliga has teams like Firth, Bielefeld, Bochum, Mainz, Augsburg, Hoffenheim, uh, Stuttgart, Frankfurt, Gladbach, Wolfsburg. And you're looking at that going, hmm, maybe we could do something next season because half the teams in the table are our, our level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? All, all below. All below, I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited yeah. for Victoria Berlin as well. That's huge for them to come into the Dritter Liga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brown share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, the turf... Go, but- yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. What worries me is that Victoria Berlin have to use it in the Dritter Liga. We use it in the Bundesliga, and then Union bloody use it in the Europa Conference. It's going to get hammered. Mm-hmm. It already does get Victoria hammered. Berlin, I, I, I don't particularly want Union Berlin playing there because they're going to just litter it with stickers and flags and banners and, and everything yeah. for the following home game for Hertha. Is that the yeah. plan? Uh, they're, yeah. they're grounds three sides standing, isn't it? Doesn't meet your way for standards. Yeah, yeah. They, they unless they install seats in the Altenversreihe, they might not oh, the, be allowed. Victoria Berlin don't have. I think they ground share the, with about yeah. four teams, don't they? Well, the, their stadium is like really not that standard, and they can't use the um, Ludwigsfelder Jansport Park because it's under renovation. Mm. So. Either they use the Olympia Stadion or they are going to have to find somewhere in the surrounding area, like, maybe Dresden. Yeah, Mammon Stadion or, or something like that, because it's quite a few decent-sized stadiums, isn't it? In, in yeah, Bale. it's just whether yeah. they're like, up to the grade that they need to be for Europe. We've played at the Arnsport Park in Europe. Uh, Victoria of- Berlin will be all right. I mean, for the, for their level in the Dritter Liga. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think most, most Hertha fans would welcome that idea. Mm. I think most Hertha fans... Uh, and the I uh, would be like me recoiling with horror, thinking that there are some Union fans. It's point. not just it's not just Hertha fans. I don't think Union, Union fans in the Oscar. don't want to either. They don't yeah. want to go to to come to Schlottenburg yeah. and play there. They really don't. So um, I mean, they're, they're talking about. Win there, they? <laughs> well, they, they, they need to they need to put about nineteen thousand seats in before August, don't they? In the uh, in the Alden first, right? Unless they can yeah. get some sort of like temporary seating put in there, like something that would be uh, that would withstand that. But then, like, if they've got retractable seats, that would mm. be great. But the, the, if they can't get that in, then I don't know what they're going to do. But I hate to say this, it kind of serves them right for having such a tin pot stadium in the first place. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. This is the problem with having three sides standing. It works great until it's against the rules. Mm. And it, it, in UEFA, it has to be... Um, Wasn't that against the rules for the Bundesliga as well? Like, didn't he get like, a special request for using it there as well? I don't think they did. They got a special request for the coronavirus restrictions that were put in because they weren't allowed to use standing. But they were allowed to use standing for some reason because they spoke to the local authorities about it. And then they spoke to the DFL and the DFL let them do it. But I don't think it was anything to do with the Bundesliga. I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll burn it down before the first Europa game by setting more fireworks off anyway. It's all right. They'll have COVID by then. They'll all have been in hospital. So. <laughs> Anyway, enough about the onion. Sorry. Again, sorry. I'm still not happy. The the Kerpenick variant. The Kerpenick variant, yes. Which goes along with the Yorkshire variant and, you know, the Thai variant and the Indian variant and this variant and that variant are all the bloody same virus. Let's talk about the Dardai variant. Dardai variant! The six six substitutes on around 66 minutes on every every game that (laughs) 
the kids. We, did, we, we weren't <laughs> playing free-flowing total football, but mm-hmm. credit to him. It, 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 we didn't let goals in. We got we ground out results. It it was painful, but we were we were ready to take the pain in return for yeah. survival, and that's uh, that's kind of what we got. Mm-hmm. So, Dardai is someone who is very honest, and he after the season ended sort of admitted that we have got and still have not got a true team uh he worked with what he could the spirit was there but there are three or four players that or types of players that he feels that the the team needs to be able to to work properly as a unit but there was because it was massive gaps for him he didn't know what to do it's like being given a, a task to do and not given the tools to do it it's like trying to you know cut a tree down with a spoon it's like you know it doesn't doesn't work does it yeah I think um Gwen Doozy, I know Gwen Doozy was on loan and always likely to either go back to Arsenal or move on elsewhere I think that's that's opened up something in that we don't have to think about oh should we buy him yeah you know he probably just about earned himself a move to her to but actually this has taken it out of our hands I think it's a great move for him to go to uh, to Marseille I actually think Marseille bought themselves a great player yeah, but I think I it's, it's it's one of those things it's uh, good for it's like Richard Creswell leaving the Stoke to go back to York City it's like good for everyone it's yeah. good for him he it was expensive though it's 20 million and we've yeah. spent 20 million on other players that haven't done brilliantly and we know um, his wages are high because he told yeah. our unbright players that time didn't he yeah oh yeah you mean yeah. more pay yeah um Neil which is what which but is what was more, more pay wanted after it the uh mm. the, the um as i understand it the uh the, the deal that preet turned down was 30 million so mm-hmm. so if if you want the option to buy he's 30 million yeah you know so i think kind of we have you know, I don't think I don't think it's worth players. spending that much on one player when we've done it already with a few others. Um, I think it's an awful lot of money for the Bundesliga as well. If you buy yeah. Munich, you can spend it. If I mean, even Dortmund, they don't often spend that type of money, or Leipzig or anyone like that. So for us to be spending thirty million on a player, yeah. I mean, Dardai is a coach that I think can use players like Guendouzi because they play a similar position to what he did. There was uh, talk. I don't know how concrete it is because they're now saying it doesn't exist, but there were talks about um, Suat Serdar from Schalke coming um, to replace Gwendouzi. Obviously, we don't know if that's true. Um, there were rumours about maybe Arnemeyer can take that position because it's a similar position um, because he's done really well on loan at Bielefeld uh, when Uwe Neuhaus was sacked and uh, Frank Kramer came in. He did very, very well there, actually. He's probably one of the reasons they stayed up, along with Ritza Doan, who I would love to come to Hertha. If, if Bielefeld can't afford him, I would take Ritza Doan. What a player. I love him. Uh, he's fantastic. There are a lot of players out there that are within budget. They've got to, they've got to fit the moulds. That's what Dada is sort of saying, is they've got to fit in with his ideas. And yeah. that's where Freddie Bobic comes in, because mm-hmm. he needs to be able to make those decisions. There are scouts coming probably as well with him. And if, if the good thing about Bobic is that he knows how to get a good amount of money for players that he wants to sell and then bring in good players for uh, uh, less than what you would sort of evaluate them as and then when they eventually move on they are going for a lot more so like at Frankfurt yeah. you could list so many players he's done that with Daichi Kamada is one of them Philip Kostic is one of them Lukajovic was one um, uh, Andre Silva they, they, you go through that and then he sold Rebic and he sold Jovic back to Real Madrid for 63 million and then he got sent mm. back to Frankfurt that's kind of the, the kind of thing that, that Bobic is good at that's what we need I would love yeah. someone like Kostic would be amazing at Hertha. Like, to, someone like Kostic. Kamada's a big He's so hard working. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if Bobic can bring that model that he's developed at Frankfurt to Berlin, I think that would really suit us down to the ground right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, find, find some talent, develop developed um the team go, comes up the league for, for my money frankfurt would the uh 
standout team for me this year. I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, you know. and a lot of people are like, oh, but they, they failed at the end of the season because bo- they were angry. Frankfurt fans of Bovich were saying it was a successful season. And I, t- I sort of feel like it wasn't. I think that Europa League is sort of like that level that they're at. Um, and it wasn't Bovich's fault that they let that slip away. It, it started to slip away when they allowed... Adi Hutter, the coach, to go to Gladbach because Gladbach's coach went to Dortmund and now Dortmund's coach is free. And then Oliver Glasner's just gone to, uh, I think, uh, from Wolfsburg to Frankfurt and, and Nagelsmann has gone from Leipzig to Bayern and all the coaches are on the move, basically. It's like a carousel. But the, the thing is, that's what that's what took the stuffing out of Frankfurt, not Bobic. Bobic, yeah. he made that team. You saw how well they could play. As soon as the rug was pulled from under their feet and it was like, oh, the coach is leaving, it, it made an impact on Frankfurt and on Gladbach when it happened to them as well. So it, yeah. it's not his fault. I think it shows how clever he is, though, in his role because I can't. was Andre Silva at AC Milano somewhere before and he yeah. just was, wasn't doing a great job and it was linked yeah. with quite a few clubs and... People didn't really want to get in there. Mm-hmm. But he must know the style of player he is and how he would fit into that Frankfurt team yep. and has then signed him, knowing that he can get him for below his valuation because of how he's yeah. performed at Milan. And look what he's done. And I think that that is the key. You, you can go out and go, oh, that player's brilliant, let's bring him in. But he might not fit the style of play you've got. Yeah. And it sounds like he does look for the right kind of traits in the player, right, right, right type of qualities. So mm-hmm. you know, time yeah. will tell. I think that's crucial. As, as I said on the WhatsApp group earlier, we're not Man City. We can't just suddenly decide, yeah. oh, well, we're going to, uh, we need to yeah. shore up the uh, midfield. We're going to go and spend 60 million on the best midfielder in the world. If it's unrealistic. Fit. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's kind of what we did like, last time, isn't it? We did that yeah. last time. Look how well, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> If you're City, you can buy the best and I know that they'll fit, but we can't. We've got to shop in that other window below yeah. that. And that's where you can spend 20, 30 million on a player and it just not work out. Yeah, and there's players as well, like from Dardai's last stint with us, where they were, I hate to say mediocre, because that's a bit unfair on them, but they weren't like the best players or whatever in the world, but he got the best out of them. Mm-hmm. And when he came back this time, he turned a very sort of, um, up and down Nicholas Stark into the old Nicholas Stark that we saw two or three years ago. Uh, we saw him sort of um, bring back the best out of Vladimir Derrida and uh, we saw him bring out the best in uh, Marvin Plattenhart because uh, he got an well. assist. You know, Pekarik, he, he got the best out of the players and Toussaint. They, were the, they Toussaint. came straight in, didn't he? Pekarik and, was it Pekarik and Derrida who were old players from his previous time yeah. were not getting games he came in and Lecky, 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 can't forget Lecky. Um, yeah, that well, they came in and he also gave the, the kids a chance. He gave the youngsters a chance, which was nice to see. Yeah, um, and Jessic and Gankam has probably saved our season, and he is not a 25 million euro signing from you know, Barcelona or something. He is an academy graduate. He scored a £25 million goal, though, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you could see, see what it meant to him. You could see what it meant to him as well. Like, he was just so emotional, that guy. Um, and I love him to bits. He's a fantastic player and a really good guy. But the, It's still the, really raw, yeah. though. I'd like to see him get out. If we had the right quality in, see him go out on loan somewhere and get a really good season to come back ready. But... Uh, at the moment, we need him in the team. You've got Christopher Kemp has there come is. to say hello. With his chairman. glasses. Hello. hello, sir. You're very hello. blurry, sir. You've just yes. missed us talking for 20, 41 minutes about West Ham's Europa League. Want to her to now. Literally just moved on now to her to. I should have heard Mike talking about Karen Brady. It was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, talking about like Moyes at West Ham, I know oh, yeah. from, from being an Everton fan, he knows how to find the right players and the right characters to fit in that team and consistently done that. And we've not had that quality since he's gone. And, you know, that West Ham team, we know the board doesn't support them, but the signings that have been made, have just added so much character and quality to that side. That Thomas Thomas Suchek, for example, mm. it was on hell of a sign. And Sufal as well, both yeah. of them. And that's what excites me about Hertha this coming season, because I think we've got the blueprint now not to buy players off football manager. Mm. 
Yes, panic buy. exactly. Panic buy. Okay. Yeah, I think we've got the blueprint to have a really good, not just season, but next couple of years, you know. And actually, if we don't get all we need this summer, I'd rather that than, than try and plug gaps with the wrong type of player. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll have a, I don't think we'll have the same season again. So, and I think the squad's good enough if utilised in the right way, which mm-hmm. we saw Powell do. So I'm looking forward to the season head. I did tip us for um, for Europa football next year. Um, you did. But... <laughs> you also tipped us to finish 14th this year, and you were correct. I so did. yeah, I know. So you've yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> Everybody make bets on Chris's watch, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think there's the opportunity for us to be progressive. Definitely, that's uh, yeah. that's where we are. Incidentally, we were talking about panic buys. Is, is there a fire sale down at Schalke? <laughs> yeah. Those are their players. Oh, who would Liverpool, you take? Liverpool don't, Liverpool don't want that cab act, do they? No. Because they've got they've got other other plans as a that Konate Good player. He might be yeah. alright for her to come back. I think there was a a clause for a twelve or fifteen million pound signing from Liverpool for him. But do would we you, need a centre back? Him, I was going to say, would you take Boy, him a Boyata may go, mightn't he? I don't think he will. I think he's the leader, and we've lost our leader because we've lost Kadira. So we either need to bring in a new one or allow Boyata to do it. But he's injury prone. And that's an issue because he's injury prone. Yeah, the little it's, issue with Dardai nice as well. It's nice yeah. to see Marlon Dardai developing. So mm. I'd, I'd quite like to see him keep his place or keep a regular uh, place. place in the team. Because yeah. how old is he? 18 or 19? He's, he's 19. 18. He? He's yeah. 18 because he signed his first professional oh. contract, I think. So he must be 18. Is he he's being a German international or a Hungarian international, so you know that. German. Because yeah. you could just see him as a future captain of the country there. So, so. he he chose Germany. Palco, Dardai's other son, chose Germany and then switched uh, to Hungary. So yeah, da, Martin Dardai is in the Germany that, under that's whatever. That would be my tactic. I'd, I'd be, uh, you know, yeah, start, wait, started out as started out as uh, England, moved to Wales. That didn't work out. I'm now on Scotland. Yeah. You know, Tony Cascarino. You know. I'm a 50th. I'm birthday. not good enough for England. You know. Well, is is Dar- Martin Tardai a centre back as main position? Yeah. I've never yeah. ever seen until him a centre back taking corners. I, I, no, I mean, don't get wrong, we don't score <laughs> from them. He we can don't play centre mid, can't he? But he, he is a ball big as well, isn't he? I'm thinking, should he be in the box? He might be the guy that needs to be mm. on the end of some of these corners. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I kept saying, whenever we are taking corners, we put Martin on them, and I was like, okay, okay, he's good at free kicks, but I think corners are not really his his forte. Can you please get Dorita or Flattenheart to take them? Because normally they take them, and they weren't taking them. I was like, we haven't scored. I said, by the way, I did call it. You asked me, well, will we score from a corner this season on the last one, like last two, three weeks ago? And I said, no. <laughs> and that was correct. <laughs> we didn't see that, um... It's a safe bet when with three games to go, if you haven't scored from one all season, it's like, oh, we're... Do you <laughs> see Dorita's captain? Oh, he has, cap- yeah, he's captain of the Euros, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the he's been the main captain for a while. Yeah, I think when we guy. talked about it before, though, we didn't quite think he had the strength of character in yeah. the dressing room. I mean, the boy has from- got that. Yeah. I suppose for Czech Republic, he plays in a big league, doesn't he? To, to them, yeah, exactly. Whereas towards is he is he a leader in the Bundesliga with, yeah. with bigger characters around? Yeah. We we do need one if Boyata if Boyata stays great, but if not, I think we need someone in there. Maybe even 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 someone in the midfield if Boyata's not going to play regularly because he's injury prone. Mm. I mean, Stark, Stark is a is a vice captain, but I still don't see him as a captain. I think he's too quiet. I think it's not it's. We're going, full circle, we're going full circle to where we started at the very start of this season. About Nicholas have, Stark. <laughs> have, not, no, not like, no, don't, let's not get you started Leaders. on him. Oh, I, I do the, like him. I do like him, 
but I'm so glad he stopped talking uh, in interviews about being happy with a point against Cologne or Bielefeld. <laughs> I'm so glad he stopped that. I think, <laughs> I think under Dada, he's earned his stripes, mm. actually. Do, do you think, though, at that time, though, when we were losing every game, it almost felt like, thank God we've got a point. It's not the right thing, you know, and we know that. Mm. Do you think that's in his mind? Is Because he, he's still a relatively young player. He's thinking, yeah. well, we've not lost. We've been losing games. We've not yeah, lost. Because you never really know where people difference. are coming from when they're saying that. Because he might be saying, do you know what? I really like what the coach who was Bruno at the time, the coach he's doing. He's a good guy. He's got us working hard. And this isn't working out. And this is really hard for me to compute because he's a young footballer. If he was, if he was a 31-year-old journeyman who'd been to eight clubs and seen seen 16 different managers it would be yeah. yeah this bloke <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is can we just spend yeah. five minutes on this who is who is the german journeyman so obviously i've the just named german Chris. journeyman yeah. so i've just named Chris it's, it's, it's got to be kevin prince boateng has to be He's yeah, been all over. But he's Ghanaian. He's, he's classed as Ghanaian, isn't he? So he's classed as Ghanaian. Um, I'll try no, to, no, I, not, not no, necessarily no. German national. No, so he would fit. He would fit he the would bill, fit. but he hasn't done the. He hasn't really Max, done the. Max Cruiser, has he been to quite a few clubs? No, I don't think he's been to that many at all. I think he's been to about six or seven. Sao Paulo, Union. Let's play. Let's play. Well, word maybe Sandro right. Wagner. Sandro Wagner, maybe. That's a good shout, Wagner. So you said journeyman, Mark. I said Chris Ivalumo. What a player. Always remember his miss for Scotland. Right. I'm going to say journeyman. You say nothing else other than your stereotype journeyman that you pull out in a pub or calf. Right. I'm going to start with Mike. Journeyman. For, for Bundesliga? No, for, for England. Anyway, Marcus Band. Oh, for England. Shout. Anna. Journey. For England, for England. In English football. Oh my yeah, not, god! Not for the national team. Okay, so he can't any really be player, a journeyman for the national any team. Any player that's been around the pre- basically any player that's been around the Premier League. Loads well, of different clubs. Yeah. Or, or, um, god. Um. The opposite of Steven Gerrard. They are, oh, don't talk about those guys. Uh, I'm trying to think. Although journeymen tend to kiss the badge as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's really difficult. Right, I'm going to bounce it then, Mark. I well, I'm a big fan of the uh, Under the Cosh podcast with and John Parkin yeah. has played for something like 19 clubs or something, and I think he he epitomises the attitude of a journeyman uh, footballer, and that uh, it's all about the money. I'm not buying into the the club, but I will try hard while I play for you. But loose on you know, look at my. Yeah, another signing on fee, another, an, another, uh, you know, house to buy or rent or whatever, you know. But what the listeners won't see is Anna's face right now as she's thinking. I'm never, honestly, <laughs> I've never known a think about anything. I, I literally can't think of anyone. I, I, oh my god. Um. No, he only played for one club. God only plays at Hayata. He had many manifestations. That's so hard because my era is slightly younger um, and I I can't really think of a player that played a lot around. Uh, I mean, I remember Paul Konchesky playing with quite a lot of teams. Um, I remember uh, Anelka playing for a lot of teams around the world, not just. He did in the Premier League. Liverpool, Chelsea. Paul Konchesky thought his moment had come there, didn't he? No, no, let's talk about him. Another one. Dean Ashton. No, Dean Ashton. I met Dean Ashton when I was working at Wembley. And I only I only knew who he was because I looked at his badge. He's got no air now, and I didn't recognise him. <laughs> so I'm legend. so sorry, it's Dean Ashton. And the badge just said my name is Dean Ashton on it. Yeah, I think, he, um... he didn't have his ID on there. I had to tell Sam Matterface that um, his his colleague had got lost downstairs. <laughs> like Sam, all all professional footballers who have uh, a reducing hairline. Uh, 
once they give up their career, they reduce themselves to uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Chemtoats and Everton sprayed it on every day. But what he mustn't have realised is, is that Everton filmed them all coming out to training during the week. So they put the video out and he's coming out with just a little bit of hair at the front and at the back. <laughs> and, like the at the top. and then on match day, it was all, all black. Miracle grow. Yeah. Miracle grow. Spray on party. I think, That's I what think I Clive Allen. I think Clive Allen played for the most London clubs. I'm not sure if I'm right on that. But I think he played for the most London clubs. So he was, career. he was the journeyman of the underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the, he was the I, I, M25 journeyman. Don't talk his, friends call him, his friends call him the London Orbital. Oh, in, that place, in that case, he was looking to play for more than three clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never got there. And anyway, have you settled on a journeyman yet? I said two or three. I said Anelka, Koncheski. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's. Uh, oof. I'm trying to think maybe of a goalkeeper that might have gone to a few clubs. Scott Carson, maybe. But he yeah, went around yeah. a few times. I mean, do they but even have Hart, journeymen? Do they have Hart, journeymen in Europe? Is that just a British thing? Yeah, Germany. I mean, players that go around a lot of different clubs in the same country. Germany has quite yeah. a few, I think. Germany has quite a few. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's. And, I think um, it's definitely it's it's the classic thing of being. You know, in Come the lower half of the Bundesliga or the uh, or or the second division, then I think there's a lot of churn in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking a, at players that, that that sort of they're comfortable, look, especially the German. The, they're comfortable with being in Germany. They don't want to yeah. move somewhere else. I haven't I haven't Wikipedia'd it, but I did watch the Cologne Kiel game yesterday, or was it Kiel Cologne game? Um, Cologne Kiel. Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. I nearly killed over. <laughs> in for the keel <laughs> but, well, my observation was that keel looked like quite a vibrant upcoming young team mm. and cologne looked like a team Leggy. full of john parkins <laughs> <laughs> no i swear there is one exception for keel and that is finn bartles <laughs> because he looks like he's not quite in his 20s anymore full of gray hair but it's like silver fox gray hair you know <laughs> Well, if there's any German <laughs> listeners that listen to the podcast, can they? What can we find out what a journeyman is in German? And what they call they call a player? They call a player that's played for multiple multiple teams. Yeah, you know, even if they've gone from the top, not retired yeah. at 31 and worked their way down the divisions. Wonder what they call that? It's got it's a, got a, a riser in the title, hasn't it? Germany I mean, man. there must be there must be a word for that. A Germans have yeah. a word for everything, so. And it's, um, and it's got to be four words amalgamed together. So, yeah. 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 Rise of They may just call them assholes because they go to so many oh, different yeah. clubs. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, oh, him, yeah, he's a complete asshole because he's got so many different clubs he doesn't care about where he plays. But no, I don't know. If there's a, there must be a German word for journeyman. More, must more be. clubs than Jack Nicholas. That's one mm-hmm. for the kids, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> not even Tiger Woods went way back no, to me. Yeah. No, I thought I'd just go straight to the sixties. <laughs> Every now and again, though, you you bring in a journeyman player and you think, oh, he'll be all right. Yeah. He'll do a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great name for a podcast. He'll do a job. Yeah, he'll yeah. do a job. We're in that. Do we have any? Do we have any? Do we have any? Utility man. Do we have a name for this? No, but that. No, do we have any journeymen? Do we have any journeymen in the team? <laughs> oh, in our team, um, yeah. Ibizovic was a journeyman, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. No, he played for four, oh. three, four clubs. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. I think he had two two he teams before Aspen. Stuttgart. In Germany, oh, he, he only went to Aspenhof and Heimlich Stuttgart. There was three teams before us in Germany, but he played for two or three overseas. I don't even think Kadera had played for many, has he? Kadera had played a long term for quite a few clubs, but it wasn't loads. Boyata, yeah, you might like, say. Boyata, yeah, maybe yeah. Boyata. Yeah. Yeah. Piontek for his age probably is. He's played for about four or five yeah, he's clubs. Four or he's five. only 24, 25. I, I think you're like... A real journeyman has, has got to have. You've got to be like eight or nine clubs, you know. Kevin Ellison. I think. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who's still scoring for uh, what is Liverpool. it? Fleetwood Town scored for Fleetwood Town about two weeks ago. Age thirty nine. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think eight club minimum. 
can't think of anyone actually. Then it's a little person. test in it for the listeners. Put it on yeah. the Facebook page. Bring it back. Yeah. Answers Speak, on post, postcards. Speaking of on the Facebook page, we have got the poll Wait, at the moment for player of the players, season. Old players, Dernyman, it's got to be Sandro Wagner. Yeah, I think that's a good because, shout. God, he's gone to so many clubs. I hate him. I don't like him. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't like he's him. He's just a, <laughs> an awful forward for us. He, he just can, can we unpack this a bit more? Because I've seen you say this on the WhatsApp group, and I thought I don't, I don't know if his time her to kind of pass me by or whatever. But mm. you know, <laughs> saying say he hate a player, it's, it seems oh, to go no. a bit. Deep. He, no. he just—he just didn't look like he had the qualities of a Bundesliga player. Yeah, yeah. and then he left. It's, it's not he even left, that. But he left. He went somewhere else, and he scored past us. And Darmstadt. I think it was a celebration. It was Darmstadt. Yeah, Darmstadt. And he kept Darmstadt in the league as well. And it was yeah. at the Olympia Stadion, at home. And he, he went straight. He went straight over to the Oscar and started celebrating in front of them. And that is why people don't like him because yeah. they Isn't were like, how can way? you be such a nut? Like, how can you be so ugh, you know? Have Who some respect. Who was that played for Arsenal for years? Adebayo, was it? Then he did that Adam thing Bio. at Man City. Absolute disgrace. Don't do that, Sam. No, I won't. I could understand that level of anger at that player, but like, Who was the big, I, was, um, I was kind of indifferent to anything he did, you know? The big Canadian but, striker we had for a while. Kevin, Kevin Friend? Not Kevin, Kevin Friend. Kevin Friend, yeah. Kevin Friend. Yeah. No, his name was Friends, but it wasn't Kevin. George. No. Kevin Friend was the referee. It was uh, Kevin Friend's referee. Robert, Robert, it, Robert Friends. Was friend. Robert Friends. Um, Robert Friends. Friend. He, yeah. he was crap, yeah. wasn't he? Mm. He always scores for me on FIFA 11. He's FIFA 11. He actually, yeah, he wasn't that great, but he, every now and again, he scored a goal that, like, you know, when it's, it was a bit like Ian Dowie, yeah. <laughs> like, to use a West Ham <laughs> analogy. You, you need you need an absolute donkey in the box to bundle oh, this in the net. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come my age, my age, a little old. Ian Ian droid was really yes. bad as well. Yeah. Another bad one. Yeah. And also, he, he got the most of his goals on on that. Um, I'm probably remembering this wrong, but he seemed to get the most of his goals to her to when we were trying to get up from Bundesliga. He did too, too yeah. It was him, from memory, it was him and um, La Soga that was... Mm. Yeah. Maybe another one, I can't remember really. I'd have to really think back to that. But, um, Ramos, Ramos there then. Ramos yeah. and Ronnie. Ramos, Ronnie and Raphael. Raphael. I think yeah. I mean, Raphael and Ronnie are like... When I first came, they were like favourite players of mine, you know. Oh, Legends. Raphael was like an artist, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, was wonderful. And Ronnie, Ronnie's free kicks were like. Oh, especially Oof. the one we were at, we were for the Uni on game. Oof. And he picked one in from about thirty yards. In the eighty-eighth yeah. minute, wasn't it yeah. as well? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you must have been bricking it when it got to the eighty-eighth minute. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was about minus eighteen, real feel. But at that moment, <laughs> we were. No on one fire. cared, you know. They were like, yes. Yeah, that was yeah. a great second league team, wasn't it? I mean, and then they, to be fair, they stayed up for a season, didn't they? They stayed up, and then mm-hmm. well, Ronnie was playing for us in the first division, uh, Raphael as well, and Ramos. And yeah, then, it, it was Ramos got a move. Ramos got a move to uh, Dortmund. Dortmund. You didn't really hear of him again, did you? It was Raphael. almost like it was like Dortmund had bought him just to put him on the bench and so he stopped scoring up. for us against. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, Raphael ended up at uh, Gladbach, didn't he? Yeah, and he had he had a good spell there, to be fair, didn't he? The saga didn't quite work. He didn't. Out. He, he I, went I, like, to Russia, place. didn't he? He went from us to Russia and then to Gladbach. Oh, did Raphael. He really? yeah, 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 he did. He, it it was um, he's a journeyman. <laughs> journeyman, yeah. Was it Raphael? Was it Raphael that was the brother of Ronnie? Yes. I think it was. Yeah, they were brothers, right? Raphael and Ronnie. I know Ronnie was older, but Ronnie, Ronnie, older. Had, a, Ronnie had a superb hairline. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's um... it's like someone cut around a bowl, you know? It's like <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely tearing his fell. It was at the top of his, right in the middle of his head, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he has beautiful hair. That guy. Scored a great just... free kick, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the Brazilian platinum heart. 
Yeah. We seem to have lost the thread of this point. The point of this. Sorry, point. I don't know where we were going. Uh, like, we've we've, got, we've gone from the survival series to uh, yeah. <laughs> ten years ago. We have to talk about, but that means we have to talk about players we're going to lose and players that we could potentially gain, because we've got players yeah. coming back to us. We've got players leaving. Has, has anyone signed Aguero yet? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Didn't uh, Af- no Barcelona someone signed Barcelona? I think maybe. Yeah. I thought Athletic, but I was yeah. Aguero. We're second. We were his next choice for. Just, just on that, and I think we could Zilka. probably do Zilka's a whole. Zelka, Zelka's the next choice. <laughs> we could. I love him, by the way. Just saying. We could I'll probably. Be what's, ha- what's happening with him, Anna? Are you in, the, are you in the know on that? Or? I will defend David Zelka. I can't see Bremen signing him now they've gone down. They can't. They can't sign him. That was that was the condition that they stayed up and they would have had to pl- uh, pay 12 million euros for Davies Elka. But do you think if if Hertha sort have of knock up plans for him and Bremen say we want him, they'll they'll sell him. They can't afford him. Even four million euros, they're in they're in a lot of financial trouble right now, Bremen, and they will play, sell Milot Rashidza. Mm-hmm. Milot Rashidza will go. I think he's got a clause in his contract to activated when they were relegated. I think it's like fifteen million or something for Rashidza. Type of player we need. I think. Um, I was going to say that we could probably do a whole podcast on this on its own, but. We need a new spine. I feel like I say that every six months, but I think we need yeah. a new spine. I think you're right, Chris. I think, and I think Dardai said that today, hasn't he? Did Did you repeat that? Oh, was he? No, I, I read that. Um, I he said some... we were three or four players short of a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're three or four yeah. players short. I think of that team. is the spine of a team, isn't it? Because he's not talking about two strikers yeah. and two centre halves. No. He needs an attacking. He needs an attacking midfielder, uh, a creative attacking midfielder, and he needs and wingers. He, he needs a Dardai repl- uh, a replacement because of his yeah. age. But we he's sat here last year yeah. talking about needing a right back, and we signed Zafoy. But mm-hmm. then the end of this season, Pekarik's been the best in that position. And he's got 54 now. I don't think Clunt yeah. is good enough. No, I still don't think we've got a good goalie. Oh, no, I think Schwallow's proved himself, to be honest. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's had some good games towards the end, but a good, I mean, really, really top quality goalkeeper. Yeah, I think the, the issue be, now is you, you've got the choice of either keeping the faith with Schwallow or going doing a Man City mm-hmm. <laughs> and rigging up Joe Hart. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's like who is out there really? Like Schwallow, I think Schwallow I think Schwallow time. saved us on a few occasions though we could have really easily conceded goals. Freiburg, he did him. it. Schalke, he did it. We were so lucky against Schalke because it wasn't his fault that we could have drawn the game right at the end. Um mm. we uh the game against Bielefeld, the game against Cologne, he made uh, he he made good saves in quite a few of the games that he played under Dardai, to be honest. Like he, that save against Freiburg was unbelievable with the side of his foot. But mm. the best goalkeeper in the league this season, everyone always talks about Neuer because he got voted as best goalkeeper. I was like, are you kidding me? There's only one goalkeeper that is the best in the league this season, and that is Ortega from Bielefeld. He's been unbelievable. But he is going to cost a lot of money now because he has had a I, great season. I think what, what's been interesting and what would be interesting, I suppose, is presuming we're not going to go out and buy an off-the-shelf Champions League winning goalie yeah. is that this the 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 cat and dog that was between uh, Jarstein and Schwallow until uh, Jarstein got injured because because Jarstein was pulling off some good games to be fair to him yeah. and they had and he had that mistake that was the gust of wind or or whatever but against Dortmund bless him yeah. yeah but he he was putting in fairly solid performances but then when Schwallow came back and uh, Jarstein wasn't available. He was every bit as good as Jarstein, and yeah, he kind yeah. of. I, think he, I don't know if it was like a Dardai tactic. Well, I'm putting in uh, Jarstein to show you this is how good you've got to be. Yeah. And then, so the next time you come round, he sort of. He, yeah. he doesn't want yeah, to be dropped again. And, and so, yeah, you don't want to be dropped again. Either. About I don't know if there was a press conference with. Um, a few players, there was a press conference with um, Dardai and I think Schwallow was in there as well. And he was answering questions, um, you know, that he shouldn't have had to answer things about layman, things about this, things about that. And the responses that Schwallow gave were so mature and, and honest, you know, even questions that you wouldn't 
ask a player about the way they're playing. There was questions in there that, that is more relevant for like Arna Friedrich than they were for Alex Schwallow, mm. but he was still answering them and the answers he gave were really good. And he uh, he came across as like not just a good player and someone that wants to win games, but someone that actually is a really, really decent human being. So it's, he, he's extremely likeable. Um, and he hasn't made any errors leading to goals this season. As far as I'm aware, he didn't. I mean, Arstein did once. We'll but, have to get our stats onto that. I, think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. I, I mean, remember last season where Yarstein let in that goal against uh, Leipzig, where yeah. it squirmed, it, it hit him on the, like the back of the leg or something, and he mm. squirmed under him and he tried to claw it away, and he actually ended mm. up hitting it into his own goal. Schwarlow's yeah. not done anything like that this season. I think he's, the he's analysis awesome. on that is impossible as well, though. Like we can't really get into that territory. It's like, would would that would that goalkeeper have saved it if it was a different goalkeeper? Yeah, is exactly. I think it's that's a really well, different I, I, I you, one goalkeeper I definitely don't want to sign is David De Gea. What was he doing yeah. last night? Oh, oh his, uh, his, his penalty. His penalty. I mean, they were good penalties from Villarreal, but except for his, you'd still expect worse than, I thought I'd seen the worst goalkeeper performance in a penalty shootout in the uh, 2006 final. I mean, basically, Shaka Hislop just I don't think he even dived. Um, but the higher last night, oh my word, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. He's got terrible, we, we terrible, terrible record in penalty shootouts, hasn't he? In penalty yes, shootouts. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he's the worst, he's got the worst form in the club, hasn't he? Or in the Premier League, yeah. did I read today? I can't quite remember what I read. Yeah, but. yeah. Do, do you think for Swallow, because Germany's obviously, we know, is a, a big, big country. You're coming from Freiburg small little area in the Black Forest, to the capital city of, of Germany. So too a team a that's struggling, not necessarily too big a move, but, you know, is it asking a lot to expect the best from him straight away anyway? Yeah. You know, to settle in with his family somewhere totally different to where he's been, you know, to Berlin, Berlin towards us like London, Manchester, Glasgow, you know, even where I am, yeah. it, there's loads of places in, in, yeah. in, the, in England that are, are comparative, but... To go from Freiburg, small stadium, small area, to to the capital city in a struggling team, that, and try and expect yeah, to well, come in and change things. That's that's my take on it, Mike. Because I I think over the past six games, when he when he uh, when Jarstein was out of the picture and he knew he had to step up, he did you know, it. We suddenly saw a, yeah. we saw yeah. a player or saw the potential. I'm not saying he's he was like you know incredible but he you know he was definitely approaching the standard you would want you know and mm-hmm. it was kind of it didn't uh, help I, I it didn't help him having a run at it next season yeah it didn't, fair enough it didn't help him that the obviously we lost the goalkeeping coach because petri was fired for the reasons we all know obviously um and then the goalkeeping coach we brought in um got a uh like um a muscle tear in his foot and couldn't even do it anymore so good old Nello who obviously has been at the club for years and he's ancient bless him quite old now was having to take on goalkeeping duties and the goalkeepers had to train themselves between themselves because we didn't have a goalkeeping coach so Schwalho has had no one to really coach him now mm. so he's done all that and not had a professional coach to actually coach him because we lost the professional coach I expected this story to go I thought you were going to say and then we had to hire the juggler from the Russian yeah. touring circus in Berlin. This is exactly, we've run out of people. Throw this is exactly down. what we need to do. You know, like we've run out of goalkeepers. Well, maybe that's where you are, Stan. We've run out of strikers. Let's put on yeah. Turunariga up front. That's what the people were saying in the end. They were like, we haven't got any more strikers. Let's put Jordan on up front because he's the player as a striker when he was like 12, you know? And we were like, yeah, oh, why what? not? He got, he got forward in some of them games. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's still he really young. He'll be a player. Back at all, did he? Mm. No, he didn't at all. I think the reason I've gone to the goalie, it might, again, I've mentioned it before, I think I might have kind of rose-tinted glasses maybe of craft because I just remember when he was at the club he, he never I don't know he was never less than 7 out of 10 and he was like almost like Mr. Dependable um, yeah and I but don't see he, that he yet. also he came to the club as a fairly experienced pro true, true. you know from a massive club and so Not it's fine, kind of yeah. uh, I think but, I think the the development of Schwallow is to be expected, and you've got the the choice to be made is 
does he become someone else's project or do we keep mm. keep him for yeah. ourselves? Yeah. My inclination is 27, You can't disturb the, 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 the team as it is now with too many people leaving and too many people coming in. It's too I much. I think there's still gotta be quite a few to go though. Because we can't yeah. just bring we can't bring well, four or five in and, and there's contracts yeah. You know, mm. we lost Gwenduzi because his loan is finished. We lost Lecky because his contract is over. Pekarik will probably sign a new contract, according to Anna Friedrich. We could lose Mateus Cunha, depends on what uh, what happens. That he's apparently now there's no release clause for Cunha, but his price has gone up from 30 million from last week to 40 million this week. So I don't know what's going on there and where they're getting their from info Premier, from. Premier League clubs will pay that as well. So that's where yeah. we you know we may not want them to go. But this but is this is what I mean. Bovic, Bovic, I got the feeling is going to squeeze as much money out of that deal as possible and if he does move to the Premier League they will start to kick themselves that they paid that much money because I can't see Cunha as much as I love him I can't see him immediately making an impact in the Premier League and if he gets he gets he is injury prone if he gets kicked around he'll get kicked around 10 times harder in England than he ever did in Germany so it's like he could do well there similar to Richard Allison though again he's he's another player that I think he, he feels the weight of the club on his shoulders at times. Yeah, yeah. Richarlison feels that at Everton, and I think Cunha has a, a hater. And yep. I don't know, but well, I think yeah. I think if he goes, it's good money. Yeah, it's going to be big money. Um, this is what That's I mean it. about Bobic doing My that. My take on it is I don't care where he goes. If if we get forty million for him, we double our, double our money on him, and it's kind of starting yeah. the Bobic project, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a war chest. Yeah. It's a know. weird thing with Cunha because I don't think he he's like he desperately wants to get out of Berlin. I think he enjoys living in the city. His child was born there. He's not uncomfortable in Berlin. It just depends on like if he sees a development in his career going to a a club in, in, in England, in particularly in England, because obviously it, it, the Premier League is like the biggest league in the world. But with him, I don't know. I would like to keep him, but if he goes, I think there's a plan to, to sort of, you know, counteract it. But... I'd like to keep him, but also I would like to start the season with the idea that we're going to imp- invest in a project. And if he enables that, then that's OK. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I think he's been great, actually, yeah. and I'd be sad to see him go. But if he goes to Leeds, then... That's huge you know, players. Like, like, players think, thinking about the Premier League teams we support or whatever, that's kind of great for Leeds, but it's no yeah. real threat to Herter. It's kind of every, you yeah. go with everyone's best wishes. I would you be know? more concerned yeah. If, yeah. if it was linked to a German club, I'd be more concerned. Yeah, but obviously, exactly. yeah it's not. Yeah. But we've got, yeah, if you know, go to Freiburg, you'd be like, oh, I got a bit. Oh, of no, you know. As no, I did don't what, go there. <laughs> as I said on WhatsApp before, we, we, we bought five players with the Rooney money and it turned us from a team that finished 17th to a team that finished fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Now we overachieved, but there's nothing Who saying here to Oh god. Um I think, Les, I, think, I think Les Scott may yeah. I think Les Scott may have been one. Um, Les Scott, oh my god, that hair. Yeah. I, I, I just remember there being, I'm sure it was five players that came in all and, and they Jack were all Yelka. fixed together. He may have been one. They, they, Cahill they, was yeah, already that. there, wasn't he? Cahill was already there. No, not not in not when Rooney left two thousand and four. No, he, he may have been one. Australian Cahill was just oh, what a legend. Oh yeah, Tim Cahill. Timmy, Timmy, yeah. Timmy Cahill. Yeah, oh my God, what a legend. We're, I mean, we're talking about players leaving. Cunha was the big one, Fine but then that. we've got players. We've got players. Obviously, Kadir is retired. Bless him. Good luck on ESPN. I think it is. By the way, um, it's going to be okay. brilliant. He's uh, he's going to be a, I think an anal- analysis um, on um, the American channels on for the Euros, so that'll be interesting for him. Um, and then mm. okay, Pekarik's going to renew, and the few players' contracts coming up in 2022. But Arna Meyer will come back. Davy Sel- Selka will come back, and I, I have Duda. to say, Duda will not come back. He's not on loan. Oh right, okay. <laughs> I thought he was loan still. No, he was bought with the quarterback. Yeah, I thought he was on loan. No, yeah. he, when did he, when he, did went, he... he went to Cologne for about 10 million or 8 million or something in a switch deal to get John Cordoba. Oh, OK. So that's why Cordoba oh. was cheaper, because we sold Duda to Cologne. Well, I'm sure there was, was two stupid, weeks. Be- there was a two week gap between Duda going there and us getting Cordoba. 
Yeah, sure. But that was always part of the deal. But it wasn't two weeks. It was quite. It was quite quick. It was always rumored that I was going to be the thing. But then who else um, could leave? Uh, Radonjic is on loan. They're talking about whether they want to make it a permanent deal because the permanent deal in the contract is like twelve million euros or something yeah. like that. They want to see maybe if they can get that down because they're not sure if he's worth that much. But it depends on if he's fit, because when he's fit, he plays really well. He needs some time. Yeah. But he has played well. I suppose the real things here are the, these are all the people we know about. So like all the Herta people who are signing new contracts or contracts for renewal. Personally, I don't know if you share this opinion, but I'm kind of, ambivalent to that i think it's time to move on and get some new people in there mm-hmm. not loads we can't have a massive overhaul because we've done that before and it disturbs as, as long as it's the right character and qualities though i mean what we've done in the past has signed a load of players from other countries again you know talking about swallow moving from a small town to a big town you're bringing in loads of foreign players that have got no experience in the bundesliga as well yeah you know yeah. Let, let's let's find players one that will probably cost less than signing from France. That's what or they said as Italy well. You're right. Sign Bundesliga quality players that know the league and bring them in. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what yeah. they were The acts that I'm grinding, and I don't want to call out individual players because I think they all tried really hard. Uh, you know, when when it counted, but some of the players that we were bringing on the bench to get us out of a mess towards the end of the season, I was thinking, oh my god. <laughs> you know, oh, no, with all respect to these professional footballers, are, are, like, are these still playing for Hertha? I know they're fine. Yeah. I, know I mean, there's, 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 I went, I went through. So I don't meet my level of aspiration. I, I went way. through the list of players we have taken away, the ones that will go back to their parent club or potentially would Rodonia stay because it sounds like because he said he would like to stay. So if he's saying he wants to stay and then he goes back to Marseille, um, they're not going to be very happy with him. Um, he he would like to stay in Berlin, so that's, that's good that he actually enjoys playing here. Uh, but um, there, I went through all the list of different players in different positions and my God, we have not got any attacking midfielders at all except for Dilrosson, Rodonjic and Derrida and that's it. I think, I mean, if we, if we were to, to name a player each and, and ask around, would you keep or sell? Like, for me, I, I'd straight away, I'd say Luca Bacchio. I'd, I think we I think cut our losses on him. We ain't going to get 20 million for him. But I don't think, I'd unfortunately, it's worked out for him. I, I like love Dodie. I like him a lot. I think I, he works I like hard. Him, but I, yeah, we, but we he's the sort of player you just want to million. bring off the bench when you've got nothing else. But we shouldn't have spent like 20 not. million on a guy for I mean, Watford yeah. that played 15 no. minutes for Watford. He became, he became decent... a bit of a scapegoat yeah. player because if you're, I don't know if uh, any, anyone remembers this, we were, I was watching one of the games and on Twitter I was like, um, we need to make a substitution because we're not going forwards like very well, we're not attacking very well. I was like, I literally kept typing every two minutes. Pal, make a substitute. Pal, make a substitute. Pal, make a substitute. And, the and then he, he made the substitute. Phone, when he's on the bench. But the thing is, no, no. But then it was like he made the substitution. It was Luca Bacchio coming on. I was like, oh, Pal, make a substitute. No, not that one. Like it's like no, anybody but that, anybody but Dodie, you know? Because we were like, oh Swallow no, Dodie's last time, for God's sake. Yeah, no. <laughs> but that was the kind of thing because Dodie was at that point where he wasn't. Like his self confidence was low, he wasn't making an impact, and then, you know, he slowly got better. He he did uh, he did get better, but then he got sent off against Schalke, and you're like, Dodi, like, you know, why why would you do that? You know, why would you make anyway, such a foolish mistake? What and I my analysis of that individual is that he he's fairly committed to being a successful footballer. Yeah, he's just struggling. You know, yeah. that's the thing. I just think I just think we paid an awful lot. What did he score? Like yeah. six goals for Dusseldorf, and we we and went and spent twenty million pounds on him. He scored he a lot for Dusseldorf. Podcast. It was only about six, I think. No, I swear it was more. I think he got a, didn't he get a hat trick? I think he got a hat trick against Bayern, and then maybe Bayern. scored a few more. Does it, I mean, how many players have you seen with a price tag on their head and they can't perform because they think, you know, it's the imposter syndrome thing? You, you like. Yeah, I've got a £20 million price tag on. I can't bloody score. Well, Piontek is... Oh, wow, wow. You know, when, when, when he missed, when he missed that, that shot. 
Mike, uh, he fell for, in Fortuna, for Fortuna Dusseldorf. For Fortuna Dusseldorf. Uh, Lodi Lukabaki scored 10 goals, yes. It was in 31 games, yeah. And so, one, of them, right. one of them games is a hat trick. Folks, we're talking yeah. for an hour, so we, and we like to keep it to an hour. This, uh, this could this could go to two hours, but we could like we can quite easily make it a part two. We didn't talk nice, about the actual nice survival. We did we not talk about the survival. We covered it enough. We stayed up after the games were boring, and that's why we didn't we bundled it together. That was it. That be I'm not saying game. you run away immediately, but I, the um, what, what we need to point out just at this point before everyone just uh, it, you know uh, either switches off or uh, ties a noose around their necks or whatever is to say we're, we're going to do some podcast during the Euros and do some analysis of uh, Bundesliga players, particularly Hertha players who are participating yeah. and hopefully enjoy that time. So we've got that coming up. Mike and Anna, I've got no access to the Herd to Berlin UK Facebook, but there's the opportunity to nominate your players of the season, your moments of the season, your uh, uh, highlights and, and, and things like that. So that those we'll, we'll build a pro- podcast out of that and get some good chat going about that. So we've got that coming up. 